Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. In 2015, Maya Newell and Charlotte Mars released a documentary called Gaby Baby. The film followed four children growing up with queer parents. It was before same-sex marriage equality was recognised in Australia. While the film was banned in New South Wales schools by the Premier at the time, the message was really quite straightforward. The children of families with queer parents are hardly ever depicted in our media, spoken to or understood. What Maya started with Gaby Baby continues with a picture book called Wrestle, written with producer Charlotte Mars and Gus Skaterbowl James. Hopefully I've said that right. Skaterbowl. Skaterbowl. <laughs> I thought, I was thinking maybe he was trying to make it sound like Skaterbowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and illustrated by Tom Jellett. Hi, Maya. How are you? Hi. Lovely to be here. Now, you've been involved in school education plans since the release of the documentary. Why was a kid's picture book the next logical step for you? Sure. Um, In actual fact, the kid's book came to us as a bit of a surprise that was very welcomed. Um, I suppose when the film had such a massive um, entrance into Australia, as you mentioned, with the controversy with the New South Wales government, Many people found out about this tiny, low-budget little film that would never have found out about it otherwise. Thank you very much, New South Wales Government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And one of those uh, viewers in the cinema was Anna McFarlane, who works at Allen & Unwin, and she wrote to us after she saw this film and she said, I just see such an amazing opportunity to um, share this story in the form of a picture book. Um, And so... We went on this journey to to make, I suppose, the second instalment of um, yeah, a story that represents our families. And obviously that's very in line with what the film is about, as you mentioned. So we were really excited. Um, Tell us about the, what the story is. Sure. So um, the story follows... Um, I suppose it's the story of Gus from Gaby Baby. So if anyone has seen that, he's sort of the wrestling obsessed kid who's working out identity and masculinity in a lesbian headed household. And the story is focused just on that. It is about his wrestling, dressing up. Um, It's about conflict with your parents and working to overcome differences and kind of winning over your parents. Um, so him and his little sister concoct an ingenious plan to to win over their parents. And I think part of the thinking around this book was that it's not going to be a book that is just about a child with gay pa- gay parents. So the book is, that is not the crux of the story. It's actually about a boy who loves wrestling and he happens to gay, have gay parents. And there's quite a difference there, I think, because a lot of the stories that represent our families are quite message-driven and maybe quite earnest, or they have titles like My Mum's Got Married or Facing the Bullies at School or something. And you can sort of sniff those um, storylines from a mile off. You know, they're not that interesting for us having gay parents because it's just our parents, you know. It's not a big deal. And... Talk to me about how Gus got involved because when people saw the movie, of course that was 2015, he was a little boy and then people looking at him in that movie might have thought, oh yeah, sure, he'd get involved in a picture book, that's his life. But when he got involved, he was actually a teenage teenage boy 
almost leaving high school, right? So uh, how did he kind of take this idea? Yeah, so that little 10-year-old in Gaby Baby is is now 17 and doing his <laughs> HSC. Um, um, Does that but, blow your mind just by the way? It just makes me so feel very old. I'm like the <laughs> older sister gone mum or something. Um, but I actually, at first we, a lot of the way that we made Gaby Baby was involving the kids in the film as um, having a say in how their stories were represented. So similarly, when we got the offer to make the book, we first went to Gus and we said, Gus, hey, do you want to be a co-author on this book? And I tried to pitch it to him and I said, you know, Gus, let's, um, we could make this book and it would represent our families and there's just this gaping hole, you know, why don't we just write our own? And he was like, no, Maya, like, there's actually lots of books out there that have gay parents in them. Um, You know, my favourite book growing up was a book with two mums. And I was like, I don't know about that, Gus. Like, what book is that? I've never heard of it. And he's like, it's called Some Dogs Do, and it's about this uh, little dog that has two mums and they're trying to fly. And he ran over to the bookshelf and he picked up this book and started to open it and read it with this sort of nostalgia of a long lost friend or something you know it was his his favorite book um and he started reading it and as he got to the words my mum and mum he realized that actually the word mum had been whited out where that word was and underneath was the word dad so his mums had replaced <laughs> the word dad with the word mum clever mums and but still <laughs> from his uh 17 year old eyes he could clearly see the white out <laughs> um and at that point he just sort of had this crushed look of disappointment but agreed that it was a good idea to start to write some books that represent our families and did you get any feedback from his mums, like about, you know, I mean, how interesting, right? And what a great trick. Anyone listening, kids can't see white out. <laughs> Go ahead and change the books. Um, what was their response? Um, I think that they had, maybe not intentionally, but they just never told him that they'd done that and allowed that sort of, you know, dream. It's kind of like Santa Claus or something, right? You know, you, you, you don't tell your kids all the tricks that you do to make them feel safe and protected in the world. Um, but it was a big moment for us all sitting around and deciding to write this book because it's sort of devastating and exciting all at the same time that our families have had to do that. Um, and I think it's worth noting that the reason Gus loved this book was because it actually wasn't about a gay family. It was it, it um, treated its reader as if this kind of family was normal. And so there was not a big finger pointing at it. It wasn't a film, um, a book that was just about difference and, you know, it's okay to have gay, a gay family. And um, so Gus just got wrapped up in the drama of the story and connected with the main character who was trying to learn to fly. Um, and so when we sat down to write this book, we tried to imbue the the words and the pictures with that same kind of feel that it was just about a kid that loves wrestling. Um, and I think that's what, you know, Gus and me and Charlotte are all quite proud of. It's um, maybe representative of this new chapter in the LGBTIQ plus world where we're not fighting for marriage equality. We're not fighting for legislation. Um, now it's about cultural shift. It's about the stories that we tell um, and we don't have to point a finger at our difference. 
given that he got so excited about this project, but then I, I've seen you um, write before that when it came time for pub- publicity for the book, that he was a little bit reticent in getting involved again. Can you talk to me about the poster child syndrome and what that means and how that impacted Gus when it came to publicising the book? Sure. So poster child syndrome is a term that some of us older adult gaby children, I don't know how to describe (laughs) that. I also like the word queer spawn, um, have kind of coined um, as a word that describes that feeling of having to play up and pretend that our families are perfect for fear that we, other people or society, um, will think that our parents are inflicting harm on us, which is the dominant narrative, you know, that gay families are um, essentially harming their children by having them. And when you're faced with that narrative every day, um, you know, from the TV, from books, from politicians, especially during the marriage equality fight, you know, our instinct is to protect our families because we love our families, obviously. Um, and I think that at a certain point that becomes quite tiring when you have been raised in a family like that because, um, of course, no family is perfect and sometimes our parents fight and sometimes we get in trouble at school. And um, Sometimes those... we want to yell at our parents. Sometimes... I mean, every child gets to a point where they tell them to Absolutely. F off. Absolutely. Or... Sometimes we pack our bags and we're like leaving home, you know, when we're <laughs> yes. a teenager. Um, but if we told other people in the outside world about that, they think that um, the root of it is the gayness of our parents. Um, and I suppose when you are doing publicity or, you know, when you're not in a safe place like Kindling, you're asked lots of um, questions that might imply that our parents, you know, imply that grand narrative about our parents doing us harm. And you have to pretend that everything's perfect and sparky and wonderful And, you know, I think all of us go through a moment where we just don't want to, we're just sick of it. We just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, fair um, enough. With the book as well, um, you know, we're going through that again. And so Gus was just wanting to sit back a little bit this time. He did that with Gaby Baby and now he's, you know, finding his own road that is not defined by his parents' sexuality. And I completely understand that. And how... Do you feel like kind of telling that story yourself? Because, of course, um, you have made your voice really heard in this space. You've mm. made, a, I think, a real difference into the, in the way that people understand families um, as a whole, you know, and not to judge them. But at the same time, you're, you've have had to kind of, you know, in a way, you're still defending, not defending, you're trying to explain things, but I'm sure with the publicity of the documentary and the book and the education and all the press that came after the um, New South Wales government banned the picture, you've had to be constantly in the limelight. I mean, how do you relate to that feeling Mm. of being a poster child as well? Um, Yeah, you know, similarly to Gus and lots of other kids, I have days, you know, when you feel up for it and days where you don't. Um, And I think that, you know, of There's two parts of um, the story and how we should begin to speak publicly about our families. And the first part is, you know, of course our families are the same and our families are full of love and care and uh, security and all of those things that great families are. And it's good to talk about those publicly. 
And that's the narrative that, of course, you know, same-sex families are the same as heterosexual families, the same as single-parent families, are the same as mixed-race families. You know, we're all different and wonderful and care about our kids. And then I think there's another narrative that I am much more excited about talking um, to, which is that we are different and that is great. Um, And that is the beautiful links that I've seen between kids in gay families, which is that, you know, when you are faced with being different all the time, so many kids have this quality of um, being incredibly generous and respectful to difference in general in their lives. Um, Lots of kids have a really wonderful um, perception of sexuality and a real openness to how they're going to explore that in their lives. Um, Lots of kids, you know, can speak very... um, deeply about conception and about alternative um, reproductive technologies with like such ease. Um, Lots of kids are the victim of having to speak, have lots of conversations with their parents every day about every emotion ever because they've um, (laughs) been raised by two women that are digging deeply into their consciousness every day. So we're often quite good communicators, you know, uh, and these are the, these are the lovely differences that I think once we get over just trying to say we're perfect and wonderful and like you, I think we can start to say we're different and wonderful and not like you too. Um, In our own ways. In our own ways. So, um, yeah, I like talking about both of those things. Fabulous. Okay, so what is next for Gaby Babies? I'd like to see you crack the animation world. If you could get into <laughs> Disney or, you know, any of those, Illumination. We actually did do a staff screening for Pixar in San Francisco during the release. Oh, and did you? And? Got halfway to pitching the animation version. <gasps> um, yeah. My God, that sounds like a, a little headline there. <laughs> It would be wonderful. Um, but yeah, look, it it has we've been on a very long journey. I started, you know, Charlotte and I met at university when we were twenty two and had a big dream of making a feature film and did everything differently and new and had a lot of fun. That was, you know, eight years ago now. Um so it's had lots of installations and in some ways this book does feel like a bit of a Um, end of an era, I think, for us. Like this will be the big thing that um, the last thing that we really release for Gaby Baby. But in saying that, there are so many opportunities. There are so many threads. The other day I got sent an academic paper from, you know, someone who'd done their PhD about the controversy in Gaby Baby and what that meant for Australia. So, you know, it, it will definitely flow on and, has um, a life of its own, I Has think. a life of its own. I'm sorry, but when I heard you say that, my gut feeling was, no, I don't think it's <laughs> I think there's more to come. Maya, thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Maya Newell. She is one of the authors of Wrestle, along with producer Charlotte Mars and Gus Scatterbolt james It's illustrated by Tom Jellett. It's a fabulous book, and if you'd like to get your mitts on it, we'll put links to where you can buy it in the description of this episode. Plus, as an extra little bit of uh, specialness, our friends over at Kindling Kids Radio have actually got Maya to record the book, reading it, so you can get a copy of that or you can listen to that on their free app, which you can find if you go to your app store and just search for Kindling Kids Radio. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. 
See you next time.